Logan is the final movie to feature Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, but does this one have the X Factor or does it need the healing factor? I'm Mike. And I'm Darren. And this is Popscorn. Entertainment Movie Review Podcast, and today we're going to be talking about Logan, otherwise known as Requiem for a Wolverine. Requiem for a Wolverine. Yes. I'm always Mike. And I'm sometimes Darren. Uh, just so you know, Michael's eating his dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, he, we, we're talking mainly about Michael's choice in Chinese, which is poor, in my opinion. <laughs> really? Well, he's gone for the bag of chips, which is which is fine. It's um, a UK staple. But is that chow mein? It is chow mein, chicken chow mein. Uh, it's good stuff. And in a world where sweet and sour is available, why would you ever need to go for chow mein? I told you, I had sweet and sour last I, time. I mean, I get that, but just have more sweet and sour, that's fine. Anyway, Wolverine. <laughs> Bit of a disrespectful start to, <laughs> yeah, really, to Hugh Jackman's last ever Wolverine interviews. He's been in nine movies as Wolverine. Over like... 17 years. Fucking hell. Jesus, and we didn't get one goddamn second of him in a costume. <laughs> no, and that's something that they've been teasing every single movie near enough. Mm. Like, what would you prefer, blue and yellow spandex? Or yes! like Or getting the suit at the end of the... Well, the alternate ending of uh, The Wolverine. and just it, We've had 17 years of them teasing the classic Wolverine costume. For naught. I know. The best Wolverine there was, and he would don't get to be Wolverine. Bit annoying. Well, we were starting this off on a Darren note, but so did Logan. Yeah. It, well, well, it say, was itself a Darren note. I, say, I wouldn't say it started on a Darren note. I'd say it was a Darren note. It started from the bottom and then remained. Yeah. Uh, Anti-Drake. Yes. Oh, great. Um, yeah, this is... Anybody thinking those trailers were misleading and hoping for a happy, poppy X-Men movie? No. No, no. You're not getting it. If anything, those, those trailers really didn't let on to just how bleak a situation we find ourselves in for most of this movie. Yeah, it's it's a it's a movie that's really sort of shrouded in well, not shrouded, it's just coated in misery. Oh, like it, it's some unknown event has happened. Mm-hmm. That from what I can tell, it doesn't really t- tell you what event has happened. But all mutants are dead, yo. Well, there's t- there's hints. I mean, we'll get to that in the spoiler section, I suppose. But th- there are hints as to what happened. Um, but no, it's kind of divorced from all the other um, X-Men movies, even more so than, like, well, the Wolverine kind of was anyway, but then you had that little hook at the end of, of Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen turning up. This one's even more devoid of it than that. You basically get Wolverine and, and Professor X, and that's it. There's nobody else here from, from those old movies in any real substantive um, way. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's a movie that's totally held up by those two, and obviously our new players as well. But I, I think that's that's good because tonally, it's very different from anything we've seen before. Um, cinematography-wise, it's very very different from anything we've seen from the X Men universe. Not just the X Men universe, but just superhero films in general yeah. haven't really gone to this level of grit. Yeah, grit and and misery and sorrow, and it surprisingly holds up really really well. I dare say it's one of the best X Men movies there is. Slash superhero movies in general. I think it's pretty good. I, I, I think in terms of getting gritty right, whereas you see DC floundering to do that um, on more than one occasion with their movies, um, uh, Logan, for better or for worse, does nail the gritty tone. I just, I, I think the main thing I keep coming back to, I think we're both going to give this a recommendation. Oh, hell yeah, definitely. Go and yeah. see this film. It's really, really good. It's it's different, which is good. A yeah. lot of people, I think, are expecting, oh, it's a superhero movie. Mm. Don't expect the fights to be exhilarating. They're, they're worrying more than yeah, anything. Yeah. Wolverine's not in good shape. And fair play to Hugh Jackman for really changing sort of the physicality in his role with this one. He's not uh, sort of like claw-toting rage monster anymore. He's... He's Grandpa Logan. He's not having a fun time. Battered. Absolutely battered fuckless. Um, But he's... We find him at the start of the movie. He's a limousine driver. He's basically in hiding because there's no mutants left. Uh, And you find that he's basically doing this this limousine job to to help support Professor X, who... um, This might be a minor spoiler. Maybe it is. Okay, we won't go into specifics, but there's something wrong with him 
health wise. Yeah. That means Professor X is no longer the the you know stalwart the the um, the leader so to speak of well anything. There's no X Men anyway, but you know he's he's not what you're used to. This is not your your grandpappy's Patrick Stewart. This is yeah, this entirely is, different. This is great grand uncle grandpa. Like yeah, he's, he's super fucked and super old. Sorry, I just want to bring bring about. Obviously, we were talking about Wolverine uh, being a limousine driver in what appears to be a post-Trump America. I'm just saying that's what it looked like. Yeah, <laughs> everything's bad. Everything's fucked, and there's a load of segregation. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's, and, it's and the point where like, like there was the four college guys in the tuxedo shirt in USA at the summer. It was yeah. like, oh look, it's Trump's America. But I will point out there wasn't a massive war between the border of, of Texas and Mexico, so it can't be that post-Trump. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there is no war. No, there isn't one. So uh, we do get to go. To, it's basically set in Texas and Mexico almost simultaneously. They go back and forth several times. Uh, and yeah, basically, Professor X is in a is in a shack. He's in an overturned water cooler. Um, the fake sound like he's stuck in office equipment. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? The big American water terror thing. Water terrors, yeah. Like yeah. what the Warner Brothers logo is on the side of. Yeah, ain't no animaniacs um, in that, though. Just depression. Yeah, just rampant, unending Alzheimer depression. It's time for Hurt Myself <laughs> today. <laughs> oh, and, and that's where we basically find Professor X. He's also in there with Caliban. Hmm. Played by Stephen Merchant. Hi, hi. For reasons. Of all people. It's so weird seeing Stephen Merchant in yeah. this movie. Um, we'll, we'll talk... Actually, no, let's talk a bit now. I really like Stephen Merchant in this movie. He was really good. Like, I, I, you don't expect great acting performances. At least I didn't, out of, out of comedian Stephen Merchant. But he's really good. Yeah, he does. He, like, uh, the accent puts me off a little bit because, you know, he's still got that kind of West Country Cornish thing going on. Plus, I'm Caliban. Like, yeah. it's a bit... Plus, Caliban has already been in an X Men movie. He was in Apocalypse. He was straight up Egyptian. Yeah, he didn't. He did not have this accent. Um, they look slightly different, but if we to believe the whole continuity crossing, this is still meant to be that Caliban. But there we go. Whatever. He could have learnt an English accent in Texas. Yeah, and also El Paso. Eh, it really matter. put me off that they were going down to El Paso. I was like, ah, oh, old El Paso. <laughs> <laughs> Every time the song, it was like, ah, oh, brilliant. Like, oh, they're just going for some tortillas. <laughs> oh, there's some racial insensitivity there, Michael. I like Mexican food. It's not insensitive. You eat Chinese food, so I beg to differ. But um, well, I couldn't find the taco bowl. Ah, well. Uh, so whilst he's in Mexico, um, whilst he's driving around his taxi in Texas, uh, he gets accosted by a Mexican lady uh, who begs him for help, um, who's with this like 11-year-old girl. Wolverine just tells her to fuck off. Um, because oh, it's R-rated now, so we can do that. Yeah, I'm sorry. One of the things that you never get used to hearing is Patrick Stewart using the F word. I hated that. I was just straight up saying it. I mean, I know it's I know it's the fanboy in me more than anything, but Professor X doesn't swear. No. Professor X is your granddad. He doesn't swear like 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 it's going out of fashion. He's not an old sailor. He's Professor X. I know young Professor X swore, but that was fine. No, 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 no. I, I, can we leave the R-rated stuff for just a little bit? Because yeah, I okay. think there's a lot of pros and cons that come out of that. Um, Fair enough. But yeah, so then we, we meet the kind of central villain uh, of the piece, at least the, the kind of action-y one, uh, which is, I forgot his name, he's the head of the Reavers. Donald Pierce or something like that. Oh, yes, has I think Maggle, that's it. Has Maggle done it? Let's have a look-see. Because he's played by Boyd Holbrook. It is Donald Pierce. Um, played by Boyd Holbrook, who I, all the way through the movie, I was like, he's been in something, and I can't remember what. Turns out he's the main American agent in Narcos, the guy chasing Pablo Escobar opposite the Red Viper. And I think because the Red Viper always steals my focus because he's the Red Viper. Um, oh, you haven't watched Game of Thrones yet? Oh. I'll get to it. You're going to... We were, were going to do that thing this year. We are going to do that thing this year. Yeah. Oh, you're going to love the Red Viper. He's so cool. Um, yeah, so he was in that. He's really good in this. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. Like, Sorry, hang on. Sorry, I want to open the bag. Carry on. It's <laughs> <laughs> High standards of um, journalistic integrity here on the uh, Fair and Entertainment Podcast. But I like chips, though. He, he does enjoy chips. He's munching them to his heart's content. Um, he he was, as far as like a one-note villain, which he really could have been, like this could have been played by, let's face it, Sam Worthington or Joy Courtney, and no one would have batted an eyelid. I think Boyd Holbrook actually did pretty well. I would have said probably one of the stronger, more memorable X-Men villains generally. Yeah. I mean, I mean, okay, I know that like Last Stand didn't really have a villain outside of... The Phoenix, but eh, there's not really much personality when it comes to the Phoenix. But but take a look at like as as much as I hate to say, X Men Origins Wolverine. 
like Striker wasn't great and no. Barakapool wasn't great. No. And the Wolverine Silver Samurai wasn't no. great. The Viper, no. Wasn't great. Yet surprisingly, Donald Pierce, of all people, with that damn name, was just really Donald. I was going to say, it's an evil guy named Donald and half the movie's set in Mexico. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, Christ. Um, yeah, he was like... You know, I, I wouldn't say he was a very nuanced character. It wasn't like there was a lot going on there. No, but what he played with, he did very, very well. Yeah, he doubled well. down on it very, very well and I, I enjoyed his performance a lot. Um, we have a secondary villain who comes into the fold later on. Uh, he's played by Richard E. Grant. Mm-hmm. Um the pair of them work for this company where they, um, they're they experimenting with mutants, basically. I don't think that's too much of a spoiler, is it? I mean, I don't think it's in the trailers, but, you know, this is a mutants movie. Yeah, so um, they're basically experimenting. All the mutants are gone, but they have some kids they need to experiment on, one of which is X-23, yeah. always known as Laura, who is the little girl that's with the Mexican lady that... Um, gets all tangled up in the web and basically the Mexican lady makes Logan promise that he will take uh, X-23 to a safe haven, uh, which is up north. So this basically then turns into a road trip movie to get her there. Um, I think she's going to be the breakout star here. She was surprisingly great. Like I I thought that there was going to be a lot of problems arising from making X-23 a young child. Yeah. But it surprisingly really works because, because... For a lot of this movie, and a lot of the traders will, will give you the impression that she's not one for talking. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, that's actually pretty true. To the point where people think she's mute. Yeah. But she's just kind of like a, a bit of an untamed animal at the start of the movie. Yeah. And that works so well, because you see the already distinct parallel to Wolverine's Weapon X days. Yeah. And it's just it just works narratively so, so beautifully against the, the haggard and tired old guard of, of Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman. Yeah, it, it's a really nice quirk and and it's so unique. I don't think we've ever seen this really. I mean, Hit Girl maybe from, from, from Kick-Ass, but she but that was That well, was very much tongue-in-cheek anyway. Yeah, this is so, being played straight. So I don't think we've ever seen this in a superhero movie. Can you think of a superhero movie that's got like a like a like not only like a like a ten year old, but a female ten year old at that, and a mute. Yeah, that's like the, the uh, heavy focus. She's not like bungled in the back of the car and told shut up, but she told shut up a lot. You know, she doesn't say anything. Um, but she she she's a massive focus of this movie, and and you spend more time with her doing actiony stuff. I think in it overall than you do with Wolverine. Do we have the name of that um, child we actress? Because because. I feel like like whenever we get good child actors and actresses, I feel like it, we should mention them by name because we should be it should be names we're looking out for. I mean, yeah. if you look at Chloe Grace Moretz. Every time she shows, I'm like, "Ooh, Hit Girls in a new movie." Yeah, even if that movie sucks, I'm I'm already interested. Like, because... And Millie Bobby Brown. Oh, and Millie Bobby Brown. Like, like, you know for a fact, if Stranger Things had happened before the cast of this, you know for an absolute stone cold fast, Millie Bobby Brown would have been X twenty three. That's true. Without any shadow or question. Could of you doubt. imagine? That'd be really good. I mean, mm. no, no, no disrespect to um, Daphne Keane. Daphne Keane, fair play to her. Very, very well done. I mean, that's thing. She has to be a mute and scream a lot. Um, for for the like two thirds of this movie, so it wasn't like she was asked not to do, but in her body acting, she did really really well. Yeah, you could definitely sort of read the full, a full range of emotions, even though she didn't say a <laughs> it word. Just fits between like like calm and rage. There's not well, no, really the, much. In there's there. quite a bit of intrigue going on with her character because she has. I mean, I don't think this is a spoiler. I don't know whether it is or it isn't. But she's lived most of her life as a test subject. Yeah. And then she gets taken on a road trip across America to reach Canada, essentially. Yeah. And it, it's kind of like she's learning. Like there's there's a there's a really funny bit that again maybe it's spoilers, but um, Professor X and and Wolverine are just talking in the car and they've just pulled up somewhere. And they've let they've let X twenty three go off for a bit, and she's on like a horsey ride thing outside of a shop. <laughs> Just that in bored. itself. Was, that was beautiful. That was really funny. Um, I think that's most of the cast covered that we can really talk about now. Uh, but we, that's the thing. We the the main crux of this movie is the dynamic between Logan and and Professor X. Um, and I think for the most part, it's handled pretty well. It's obviously a different Professor X to what we're dealing with. Logan's. He just swears now. He's still grumpy. Yeah, he just says um, fuck all the time. Yeah, he just says fuck all the time. Um, so, and considering it's both of their last performances, this has been out in interviews and stuff. They've said both of them are, yeah. are, are jacking it in. Ah, hey. After this, after this point, do you think this is worthwhile performances to go out on? See, here's the thing: the dynamic between them changes a lot in this movie. Mm-hmm. You can tell that there's certainly been a lot of tension between the two, 
between the events of whatever the hell in the timeline comes before this, the giant gap there, and then this movie. Yeah. So, like, there's there's a lot of trust that's been lost between Professor X and, and Logan, but not all of it. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a scene, there's constant bits where Charles calls Logan a disappointment, which I thought was like, oh, God, really? You know, you're the one who could see the the ability and the potential in every mutant and yeah. just straight up calling Logan a disappointment. I know. But they go off and they have their adventure and it's believable that these two still deeply care for each other. Yeah. And that's what I like the most. I think the, the the bonds of being on the X-Men team are never broken. Absolutely. No matter how fucked life gets you. I think Hugh Jackman, great. Just just towing that line for one more movie. Did you? I, I miss a little bit of the snark of Wolverine. Yeah. Because kind of the wit has gone a little bit. It's now just he just tells people to fuck off. He's not really like cracking wise or smoking cigars or that. I mean, it's not really appropriate for him to be doing that at any point in this movie. But you you do kind of miss it because the unrelenting like old man Logan of the of the piece does, it, for me at least, it waned a little bit. Mm. Um, Patrick Stewart, on the other hand, on the other hand, I I I need to talk through this. Okay, this was possibly the most affecting acting performance in a superhero movie I've ever seen. How so? It hit far too close to home for me. Wow, really? Like, I'm not to get overly personal about this, but it really did. Like, especially the first scene you see him in, when he's in the water cooler, he's on medication, he just starts swearing to everybody. That hit far too close to home for me. It was really uncomfortable watching. But that then makes me feel like it wasn't like it was uncomfortable because it was bad. It was just that good. It was, it was uncanny. That real, really. It was uncanny. <laughs> That it's far. This affected me, man. Really? I was, I was really like, and and that kind of. I won't say it ruined the enjoyment. I I acknowledge it was a fantastic acting performance, and I think if it was a slightly higher caliber of movie, we'd be looking at, and if it's slightly better time than coming out in Oscar period, this could be up for awards for best supporting actor. I think that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Right, it's I am with you. Really, on that. it's a tour de force of how to do. Old, you know, struggling with mental handicaps, you know, acting. It's fantastic. But, and this is, I know it's a personal fault of mine. It's nothing that Patrick Stewart did wrong, but I couldn't enjoy that character. It was too real to me. I was like, no. On top of the swearing, which I genuinely didn't like, because, again, <laughs> Professor X doesn't fucking swear. Um, yeah, that was... Oh God, that was well, some the stuff. Thing. Well, if it's but if it's got you that worked up a bit and it, it's brought you to that level of of discomfort, mm-hmm. then it's done its job. Absolutely, this is what I'm saying. It's a great acting performance. It's just I couldn't enjoy it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I you've watched that. Moonlight. Apparently, that's got some scenes where you're like, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be watching this. this yeah, is really. Yeah, yeah. It was like that. And fine, it's just and again, great acting performances all round. I don't think anybody's really all that flat. I think Richard E. Grant gets a bit lost in the shuffle. Yeah, but when he's, he's given uh, stuff to do, he's he's pretty good. But I mean, he's not really as big an impact on the movie as you kind of. It doesn't get as much to forward. enough screen time as I, w- I will say our four main characters of of Jackman, uh, Stewart, and then X twenty three and Donald Pierce. Right? Yeah, those four. I think n- nobody else could have been in the movie, and I would have still been happy. Yeah, it could have just been those four the entire way. Not through. to imply what Richard D. Grant and, and Stephen Merchant did. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but those four are complete standouts. They're so good. Okay. One last thing before we get into spoilers. The R rating. The this, R rating. This is the big deal coming in. Everyone rejoiced after the success of Deadpool that we were getting an R rated Wolverine movie. Well, it seems like it was the only way we could have gone about doing an Old Man Logan version. I won't call it adaptation because there's a mm. lot of... There's no Venom dinosaurs. There's no Venom dinosaurs. There's no Hulk bandits because we yeah. can't do that. Yeah, incestuous Hulk bandits... There's no, like, blind Hawkeye. Blind um, Hawkeye you can um, drive, apparently. That was a fun thing from the comics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's driving, isn't he? He drives a hell of a lot in that book. Mm. Like, uh, hang on. <laughs> that's, apparently that's not a very good book. I quite like it, but, you know, I, I heard, I'm subjective. I, heard I like books that people hate, so. Well, there we go. Um, I, I think there was positives and negatives to it. Yeah, I think I when it's done right, it's usually in the fight scenes. See... I don't know whether I fully agree this time. Okay. Because um, I don't know whether it was just me, but maybe it's a problem with all Fox Marvel movies. Is clearly they don't want to put 
as much money into them as they used to because they are no longer the big daddy of the Marvel brand. Right. But the CG has always seemed off on X-Men movies or on Fox movies in general. Okay. And unfortunately, this is no better. I say, okay, it's better because it's it's more grounded and realistic in what it can show. But it's still off. There's still a sort of... Just just on the cusp of the uncanny valley there. Not quite as bad as Apocalypse, not quite as bad as First Class, but genuinely there is still a problem. See, I don't think I ever saw something that took me out of the movie. There was never any a piece of CGI where I was like, oh, that looks clearly quite fake. Uh, maybe one or two shots of the claws, maybe one or two times of the of the stabbing, maybe. But, I mean, I, I actually liked it. I think it helped... Because that's the thing, Wolverine is a man with knives for hands. Yeah, that's true. And yet he's never really, other than that beautiful, beautiful scene in X-Men 2, which might actually be the highlight of the X-Men series if it wasn't for the Nightcrawler attack on the White House, which to me is still the best opening of any superhero movie ever. You can take your Joker bank job and fuck off. This has got transporting... <laughs> this has got teleporting drop kicks that just wins. Um, I... Completely forgot what point I was making, but if I do it in this voice, it will it will sound like I haven't. Yet the stabbing, like he just stabs people in the face. It's not like he ever. You don't see like him just. It used to be if he's running like X Men Three particularly, he's running through that forest. Someone runs at him and he just kind of waves his hand at them, and it's implied that they got hit by the the claws and they've just spiraled off. That no, you see him gut people. Like he usually goes for headshots. Hmm. He's like the most brutal way, and you see the claws. You don't see them go in, like, in a void and then come back out. It seems like poke her the other side. Yeah. Like, oh. Pokes a guy at, like, a bit of an angle at one point, and he comes at the side. And you see the claws come out of his eye, his nose, and his mouth, and then pull back out and then collapse to the ground. I liked that. I think they just, just missed going over the line of making it too gory and too bad. Well, it's never cartoon. Like, I've, I've criticised the CGI, but it's never cartoony. It's never, like... It's not like Kick-Ass where the blood is like, tran- like vibrant, translucent yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. It's like, it looks gross, which yeah. is what they were going for. Yeah. So it kind of works in that respect. It does. I think if, if the tone didn't match it, it would have been a massive problem for me. But yeah. the tone does. I think my problem with the R rating actually comes from the swearing. Because Professor X should not swear. Well, no, it's not even that. It's like they treat swearing like a kid who's found his dad's gun. You know, to use an Ian Malcolm quote. Like... <laughs> They've been given this slight leeway to do some swearing, so every other line has to be a fuck. And it just it, it lost me at some points. Of like, it just felt juvenile sometimes. Their use of the R rating to I be like fuck, 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 fuck. I was like, no. So that didn't bother me as much. I really yeah. didn't. I didn't really draw umbrage to apart from like I will never get used to hear Patrick swear <laughs> no. in anything because Patrick Stewart should not swear. I mean, He's I a giggled occasionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, don't leave me with that fucking albino. That man. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, racist old Professor X. Don't leave me with that fucking old albino. <laughs> so, oh, good Patrick there, Michael. Oh, wow, thank you. Well, um, what was the other one that made me laugh? It's like, can't keep doing this. She's 11, I'm fucking 19. <laughs> and it made me giggle, but I was like, I don't think that's what they're going for. But I don't think anybody was really prepared for, I need to pee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was bleak. <laughs> oh, God. I don't, we had a... Beaming smile on his face. He I said know. it as well. That was that was like. Oh. That's, that's not Professor Rex, though. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. This keeps happening. I know, um, I know. I just that I didn't like. Didn't ruin anything for me, but I I it, it didn't help. So I think in conclusion, I think it's obvious we're both fans of this movie. Yeah, but it's definitely the best standalone Wolverine movie. Well, there wasn't much competition, to be honest, was well, there? I mean, I, uh, the Wolverine was fine, but it was just kind of there. Yeah, the Wolverine was just kind of there. That's the problem. That, that's, because then there was First Class and Days of Future Past, which were brilliant. Wolverine has really cool movie posters. Mm. Like, all his movie posters, like the Logan one, the black and white one, is possibly one of the most beautiful movie posters ever put together. Oh, you want, I mean, the one where he's like... Old as shit, and it's the claws because that one's yes, 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 yes. The, the, the painting one, basically. Oh my yeah. god, so good. Oh, when his claws get stuck. Oh, that scene. I was like, oh out. man. It's like, oh, oh no, oh no. It was so sad. And you know what this was to me? This is this is going to make sense. Trust me. This was like the ocarina of time, right? In comparison to the other X Men being the Wind Waker, all the right stuffs there. And and it's a great story. They they capture a lot. They keep it relatively simple. 
It's all straightforward. There's some bits they could have explained more, but we'll get to that in spoilers. It's relatively straightforward, but as you'll read in my article um, reviewing all Zelda games prior to Breath of the Wild, which you can read on the site right now. That's how you do plug, Michael. Plug. Slight spoiler, Ocarina is second to Wind Waker, in my opinion. Yeah, because I never heard. Because everything fantastic about the Ocarina of Time is present in Wind Waker, but what Wind Waker has that Ocarina of Time doesn't is a sense of fun. I'm not saying every movie has to be fun, but I I really couldn't have enjoyed this movie like at all because it's just such a grim story. And it's fine that we can have those type of stories, but it's never going to be my favourite. If I'm not having fun in a movie, there was some times of just gleeful abandon when we finally get Berserker Wolverine, which I'm like, yay! It's it's the, the shot of, like... This is quite close to the end of the movie, so we'll come into it in spoiler territory, but... But I started laughing at this one segment, and I'm sure I, th- I heard you did as well. Where there's a, there's a bit where Wolverine has to has to take something to bring out the rage, and because he's a tired old man, so he has to do something to bring out the rage. There's a shot of him just going old Hugh Jackman going full pelt down a forest. He's a beautiful thing. I was like, oh, the hurts, the pains are coming. I think I good. did. I did occasionally giggle like I giggle whenever Captain America kicks somebody, <laughs> yeah. which is a known habit of mine. Whenever he just hoofs somebody, I'm just like, this is fuck you. Um, <laughs> but it, I didn't have fun in this movie. As much as I enjoyed the acting, I think the the action was really good. I like the tone, I like the story. I like a lot of things. It ticks a lot of boxes, but it's never going to be my favourite X-Men movie because... So where does it rank in terms of the X-Men movies for you? Okay, I, I'd say definitely better, it's definitely the best of the of the Wolverine trilogy by Country Mile. Um, I'd say it's better than Apocalypse. Yep. Um, and, and that's where it's like in that... Because I don't mind X... I, I don't mind X-Men 3. you got to say this is better than X-Men 3. Okay, sure. okay. I'll give it that. It's, it's better than X-Men 3. But is it better than... It, it could be up there with First Class... But I don't. It's not getting anywhere near X two and Days of Future Past for me. Not not a jot because you have fun in those movies. Yeah, they have tones. They have some some darker stuff than a lot of other like you know popcorn superhero movies go into. But it's still fun to watch. You still get to have a laugh and have a good time. I didn't have that in. I think that's what stopped me from saying like giving it a absolute like yeah five out of five. This is fantastic. Please do go watch this. That hampers it a little bit for me. And if that's not going to affect you in your enjoyment of this movie. Fine, but it did for me. So hopefully you're actually on board with me in thinking that Darren is wrong this time. That's okay. I'm okay with that. Because <laughs> because I I do think that when the superhero genre is, is allowed to sort of become this weird chameleon and take on other genres, I am all for that. Yeah, and that's what this one did. This took on sort of like a grim, dying western esque road trip style movie that was a beautiful send off to both the original Professor X and the one and only Wolverine. In my opinion, I know we'll get a recast. Oh Jesus Christ! Do you not want to be that guy? Could you imagine? Oh, no. Oh. oh God! You think the you think Jared Leto had an ordeal <laughs> replacing Heath Ledger? He was only in one movie, <laughs> yeah. not seventeen years worth yeah. of them. Good God! And uh, and in a slightly more grim thing, Hugh Jackman will be alive to see you fail. Oh, oh sorry, <laughs> sorry. I know that's really stretching the line oh on what God. I can say, but I don't care. I think this movie is absolutely fantastic, though, because it's decided to take on a tone and a genre that really fits the character. And the more we see of people being daring with these characters, much like what the books have been doing for years, then the more varied we can expect our cinema to be. And Logan is deep, and Logan is interesting. It's a emo- Jesus Christ! It's emotional. Like yeah. you, you've already brought that up, and this is not a, a fun, you know, pe- penny thrill ride as such. It's this is not a fun ride. It's harrowing, and that's awesome. Yeah, I agree. It, superhero movies need to have movies like this in order to survive. They need to if they're going to not go the way of the westerns and the sci-fi movies and the anti-hero movies of the seventies. It has to chameleon into other genres. Uh, and I'm all for that. I'm not. This is an important movie in in the pantheon of superhero movies. It's a very important movie. But just because I understand it doesn't mean I have to like it. Yeah, and I do great. really like it. It's a great movie. But it just it wasn't. It's not going to be my favorite X Men movie. I doubt very much it's going to be my favorite superhero movie of this year. It's a very very good start. I'd say I think it's definitely. It's got a chance of being on both of our lists. Yes, absolutely. Top the- ten, n- no problem. This will be there. Yeah. But Spider Man's coming. And Spider-Man's going to have just as good of action, and I'm going to have a good time. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm... And that's we get why Guardians in two... Well, in less than two months as well, so... We get it, Michael. <laughs> it's the return of this joke. 
Oh, you wait for that review. Uh, oh, good God. It's it's full circle for this show as well, because once we review Guardians 2, we're back where we started. Woo! Which is going to be done. fun. Right. Spoiler alert! Here it comes. I mean, there, there's some things. I think some of the criticisms I have I couldn't mention before the spoiler alert, but there are some things I think they could have done that would have slightly improved this um, move for me. I think we're about to say the same thing. Go on. What the fuck was X-24? <laughs> yeah. That was stupid. Well, like, I did get a bit of a flashback of Barakapool of like, oh, this yeah, never like, ends oh, well no. when, they, when they tease something like this. Well, we, well, for a brief second, when it was going through the things, it was, and it's like all the X-23 code names, like, um, turns out that Laura Kinney's actually X-23-23. Yeah. Which is what makes her X-23, because she's the 23 X-23, for reasons. <laughs> Six, um, 2,323. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that some of the cinemas on the opening night play this at 10.23. Oh, really? Oh, X-23. That's a clever. That's a good one. But yeah, it's... So that happens, and then it flashes up Project X24, mm. and 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 one of our our friends of the show is a huge fan of the, the uh, X Men character Dakin. Yes, we all thought that was going to happen. I did. I did not expect digitally de-aged Hugh Jackman. I think he looked good. He looked good. He looked good. But I did not expect it. <laughs> We've come a long way from Patrick Stewart with a peg on the back of his head. <laughs> <laughs> hey, children, come to my school, children. Come to my helicopter, cyclones. Come to my fucking school, children. <laughs> um, but. I, the initial reveal as well, when he kills Professor X, mm. was a bit like, what? Oh, what? Oh, what's happening? Um, I, okay. Well, first of all, let's address that. The death of the death of X. Oh, yeah. Was was surprisingly, like, low-key. Not done by low-key, but um, <laughs> he just slowly gets stabbed in the chest. I was like, that's not how Professor X goes down, surely. Yeah, he goes, he gets stabbed by um, X-24. Yeah. And then dies slowly in the back of a truck. Oh, and it, that's just that's the thing, right? He didn't get a hero's death, really. He didn't get to go out. He didn't go to bed like Caliban went out. Yeah, Caliban out like a boss. Badass. Fear the light, and then he just barbecues them all. That was great. Although I do think that he could have actually taken out Donald Pierce if he didn't decide he wanted a cool lion as he died. Yeah. If he'd have just gone, I'm fucked anyway. Who cares? <laughs> like that would have been easier. Yeah, but that's. Well, having said that, you would have thought that. Patrick Stewart would have got more of a grandiose send-off than just being slowly stabbed in the chest. Well, after they'd set up the thing of how he can't control his powers and he can... It, that like, was cool. It was cool. So basically that's implied that that's how the X-Men died, which is grim as fuck. That was so well handled. Mm. Like, because I'm insanely intrigued to find out what happened. And we're never going to get that now. It's just a simple fact that because Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman are not coming back, we can't even do that as a flashback Yeah, but it's scene. nicer that way, I think. Oh my God. What? Stan Lee wasn't in this movie. Oh shit, he wasn't. Where was? Oh no, something's wrong with Stan. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Well, no, no, no. No, he'll only be, he'll only be in MCU ones now, won't he? No, but he, no, but Stan Lee can be in anything. He's been in all the other X Men movies. Oh yeah, good point. Oh That's my god. Point. Ah, hold on. <laughs> Hang on, what? No, no, no. We must consult okay, Wikipedia. You, you go, you go. Somebody's probably found something. I'm gonna. Ju- I have one percent no, of the music no, phone. No, come on. <laughs> they always go like. Stanley's here. We would we would have no. Would that have fit the tone of this movie though? Admittedly, <laughs> no. He could have been. He could have. He could have been at the Just hospital. Like Wolverine pulling his claws. And like looks like that hurt or something like that. <laughs> it, it doesn't work, does it? Um, I'll, you take that back. Stanley always works. Stanley's the hardest working man in Hollywood. I'll have you know. At ninety six. Um, ninety six. Is that what it is? Is it ninety six? I know he's ancient. I'm just going to give you a quick googs. Hang on. Is Stanley <laughs> in? Logan. It doesn't make sense. I mean, I know, yeah, there's the whole Watcher theory and stuff like that. But this movie is not meant to be a traditional X-Men movie. So why would Stan Lee be in it? Unless I'm really missing something. The Stan Lee cameo in Logan doesn't exist. My God. Oh, God. Like, I thought maybe like we'd see his name on the comic books. Like, the actual physical X-Men comic books that are there. But um, it doesn't appear... That he's actually in there. But I'm gonna have to. We'll, we'll, we'll post something in the description if we do find him. But there we go. Um, what point was I making before Stanley? I don't know. We started talking about Stanley, and now I've been distracted. Now me oh, and d- d- So that was like my brother came up with the idea of like when he's having the seizure in the hotel. Wolverine could have seen that it was a dire situation. He could see that X twenty three was about to die, so he had to get him out of there, uh, get her out of there, and then. Xavier just obliterates, like, mind obliterates everybody in that cool. hotel. That would have matched the tone because it would have been bleak as fuck. But as shown by X, uh, X-Men X 3, Professor X sees death as a mild inconvenience. 
as yeah, opposed to anything like because we still don't know how he came back from that. No, they we never don't. bothered to explain how he survived death by disintegration in X Men in X Men Three. Um, so that could have been a good way, but I think on the opposite end of things, I think Logan's death was pretty well handled. Yeah, I liked it. Like being. Like he went out on his back as a hero, as an X Man, as the last one left. He went out like a champ, defending those kids, fighting himself. Could have been Dakin. So to return to that point, but why couldn't it have been Dakin? Well, you know I, mean, I mean, I mean, if you're gonna do the whole, I mean, not that this film was really going a, like solely to a book, but Dakin's not a clone. He's actually a. He technically he's the he's the half mutant, half human, half Japanese son. Of Wolverine, as in, like, he's a natural birth. Yeah. So, but I you mean, could have done it, though. You could have made him a, a, a clone. It wouldn't have been a problem. No one would have cared. I mean, Fox are not opposed to switching up characters' origins. And I don't think, because it's not a mainline X-Men guy, I don't think people would have been too annoyed. If he's still technically the son, because they say that X-23 is Logan's daughter. Yeah. So if they go down that logic and say, this is your son, Dakin, that's his code name, or it stands for something like death and... Knives and uh, uh, Dak, um, Dak, uh, death and uh, well, knives. How's Dak spelled? D A K E N. Death and knives every night. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did it. <laughs> right, so we will get Fox on the phone. We'll get, we'll I can bring picture the new mutants we movie <laughs> because we never. Well, okay, I say I'm not going to say never because these superhero movies that we done to death. There will be a point where we have another well-established Logan that we can bring in Dakin. But it won't be Hugh Jackman. He won't be the definitive Wolverine because we are a good twenty or thirty years away from having another challenger to the definitive Logan Wolverine crown. It could have been him. All it would have taken, really. You didn't even need to explicitly say it was Dakin. If you just had the claw set up like Dakin, with the two coming out the knuckles and the one coming out the wrist, and he had a bit of a mohawk going, that would have been fine. Yeah, I'd have been cool with that. That could. It, would, been... it would have been a good um, sort of like lead on from the Wolverine because that's all set in Japan and obviously yeah. it's not saying that he couldn't have copped off with a girl whilst yeah. he was over there which he probably did beggars can't be choosers you know what I mean you can't always have what you want you can't have a perfect Dakin story of him you know claiming revenge on his father but he was there you can you can at least point to and say Dakin looked awesome because he's Hugh Jackman and Hugh Jackman always looks awesome I would have been okay with that but the, the, I have a, a, a similar gripe but it comes near the end so I'll, I'll get to that in a minute okay um, so the final scene, yeah, when you were talking about him injecting that stuff, <laughs> so that was the when giggle he's just scene. just hauling ass through the forest, God. I'm like, oh my. I was like, oh, we're going to get another berserker scene. Yeah. Oh, we've only waited since X2 to get this. Oh my God, here we go. And he annihilates everybody. It's so good. Everybody. I, I was hoping we were going to get like a, a Raptor and T-Rex style team up between him and Next 23. And we got it. And it was so good. He literally the... leaps off his back like the Raptor jumps off the Rex's back. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of parallels there. This is fantastic. No, it's even better now. <laughs> and that was a really revising, cool scene. Your, revising your score. Five out of five. <laughs> that was a really cool scene of, X, of X-23 and Logan fighting together. That was cool. That was really awesome. To see just one last time see Hugh Jackman just go and just stab it. <laughs> Everything in sight was absolutely glorious. It was great. I loved it so. And and his death scene is really well handled. I was surprised how, considering that she's only been in this movie, how emotional it was that Wolverine died hearing his clone daughter say, Daddy, don't do this, don't go. Yeah, like, I know. I was like, oh, fuck, no, you no, can't, no, no, no. And before can't. we get to that final, the final shot of the movie, which was so fucking perfect, it's unreal. Yeah. My last gripe. I think they missed a trick. Because if we accept that we're not going to see any more of this continuity, at least this timeline, so we aren't going to see the continuing adventures of X-23 and a band of mutants. So basically the new mutants are not happening. Well, I mean... You think? I think they're going to roll the new mutants into what they're doing. Cause they, they've hinted that Simon Kingberg is going to be directing an X-Men movie that starts shooting this year. They were, thinking, have... they were thinking X-Force, weren't they? Which is... Well, listen, I think they're, they're probably going to do both X-Force and a 90-set first class vein story which will have like Jean Grey and Cyclops everyone established in, in Apocalypse oh, yeah. will be there but then oh yeah throw... the Mr Sinister movie of course yeah because yeah, that makes sense if you have because if you're not going to have any, if you're not going to have Magneto and Mystique and, and possibly not Beast to have Jean Grey Cyclops Nightcrawler um, Jubilee Jubilee 
and then throw in Wolfsbane and Cannonball and, and the New Mutants in there. Oh, and um, what's her name? Blink. And Blink. Stuff like no, Blink's that. in the TV show. Oh, Blink's in the TV. Oh, mm. they've not really. Blink's the only named mutant in that TV show so far, and it's not played by the person who played Blink in in, in Days of Future Past. Anyway, I think that's where they're going to do New Mutants. They'll set it in the nineties because then they'll have a lot of you know leeway then because they're going to cast young actors and actresses. And if they don't cast Maisie Williams as Wolfsbane. I don't give two shits about Wolfman. I care deeply about Maisie Williams and, Santa <laughs> and, 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 and Sophie Turner being on screen again because I've waited nearly six seasons of Game of Thrones for them to even just like look, be in the same room together. I need it. I need closure somewhere, Michael. Um, a feeling you will understand sooner rather than later. Um, so I think that's going to be New Mutants. We'll have then, obviously, we'll then have X Force and Deadpool two. So they're going off. So we accept that that they're off. It's like the end of Days of Future Past. That future that we never got has now been wiped out by Professor X. I think they missed a trick. What would have been really cool? They didn't have to hint at this, because obviously you get that sheet of paper where it says, you know, clone subject James Howlett. I reckon if you had the pause button, he flicks through a few of them beforehand, you'd been able to see, like, some, you know, cheeky little cameos of people who they're cloned off. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I really hope would happen? We wouldn't have seen any, if or, or the majority of those kids use their powers until right at the end. Right, so you get the the girl that's like breathing ice and stuff, and 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 some of the little ones, and then I thought the other kid that was kind of the leader. Yeah, I leaned over you to Matthew. He was gonna... and I was like, he's going to be Cyclops's kid. Yeah, and I was like, how awesome of an ending would it have been if you're none of their powers until all the Reavers were piled in, and you'd heard. No, I've just got goosebumps. I would have played the X Men cartoon theme because, of course, I would have. Or, yeah. or the classic, you know, X Men movie like, theme. Da, 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 that one. one. Yeah, yeah. That fires up, and then you just seem like he didn't have glasses, but he should have had. Yeah. Whip them off, and then oh my god, that Cyclops's <laughs> kid, like the black kid, like starts you know launching to the skies. Like that's Storm's son. <laughs> oh my god, the girl starts shooting her in her eyes. That's Bobby Drake's daughter. Oh my god, it's that, the X Men. That would have been cool. <laughs> ah, and you would have thought that's the X Men running off onto the sunset. This is their new Wolverine. It's not X twenty three. This is Wolverine Mark two. You would have seen, like, yeah, that's definitely Jean Grey's kid, that's Beast kid, that's everybody. And we could have just imagined a future where there is just the new X-Men and they've ran off over there to go and fight whoever. That would have been the perfect ending. That would have been cool. They used, like, because they just had, like, the black kid just had electricity powers. For reasons. For reasons. And um, the tall guy had, like, earth powers. So, yeah, like, like Avalanche. I think, just I think they were all, like, references to, like... Lower yeah, like, class X Men, but yeah, no one cares. Like, like it just again, I can't point out how even if you've just been that Cyclops, Cyclops and Wolverine are still running around. And it's perfectly fine. I would have been a okay with that. What they did do right though is that final shot. Yeah, that is great. Where you see that you see the mutants running off in the background. You see X twenty three at the top of the grave next to the cross, and she just stops, picks it up, turns it on its side, and puts the X down. That was. so so fucking beautiful. That's about the best way they could have ever ended it. That that's it now. I don't need I, I need more X-Men movies, but I don't need it from Fox. This this is the end. You've buried Wolverine. Don't go shooting that new movements movie. Don't shoot X-Force. Keep Deadpool. That's fine. Marvel would never do it anyway. Please let them go. Please let us get an entirely new cast over in Marvel or wherever the hell. That is the ending of your X-Men franchise right there. Which leads me to my question, Darren. Go on. Do you want that to be the death of the X-Men franchise as well as the death of its two greatest stars? Yes, absolutely. Me it too. go down with Hugh Jackman. 100%. I, 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 I No, don't get me wrong. I'm an X-Men fan. They are, they are my guys. They have always been. They always will be. But I'm like, I don't know where you go from here. For, for many reasons. Partly because I feel like there's no more X-Men movies, no more X-Men stories left to really tell. Yes, you've got Mr. Sinister, which is fine. But, I mean, we've ticked everybody else off the list. You've done Sentinels, you've done Apocalypse, you've done Magneto to Death, you've done the Weapon X program, you've done da 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 I, I don't know where's left to go. And I feel going to Marvel and, and them having, like... It, it, just imagine, I know this is completely hypothetical booking. Um, the other point I was going to make is when Fox signed the rights for Marvel, they signed it so that they can't make an X-Men movie without Wolverine in it. That's going to be troublesome. Yeah, a little bit. They don't have a Wolverine anymore. <laughs> so that's going to be, hmm, unless he just appears in like flashbacks. That's why he always has to have at least an egregious cameo in every other X-Men movie. Yeah. 
just imagine, right, the end of Infinity War, something kicks off that activates the mutant gene and we get all of them, like, the, the mutants become a thing. And then it's like the, the next X-Men movie is spent five years into the future. We're at the X-Mansion and we have the you know, teenage X-Men. That That's how I would do this. I just don't know how really Fox... Fox will carry on because it will make money. Especially this movie. This is going to do really well, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It, it, it's kind of the first big, big release of the year. So it's not really going to have much competition. Kong Skull Island is coming next week. But I don't think that's coming in with a lot of momentum. No. I mean, we're excited for I, it. I'm looking forward to it. But, oh, but I mean, it's not like there's nothing really going to be knocking this off his pedestal until until come April when, when the likes of... I think Guardians is there in April, isn't it? Uh, April 28th for us, yeah. Right, so so until that comes around, this is not really going to have much competition. Unless the pair range is excellent. Which it will be, but thanks anyway. Yeah, can hope. Um, yeah, this is going to do really well. So they're going to see it as dollar signs and they're just going to keep and I don't want that man. Hey, what do you do the artistic integrity is dead now we've done the perfect Wolverine movie you are never going to be able to manufacture an ending as good as this with characters we've been we've been with for 17 years there's almost no other characters like that now admittedly they just killed off Han Solo in, 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 in Star Wars and the ship didn't go down with him but that's different Han Solo was never the main character we've had three movies without him it's okay Wolverine's always been there. Professor X, for the large part, has been... Wait, Professor X has been in every single X-Men movie, hasn't he? Either as um, Patrick Stewart or, or James McAvoy. Yes, yeah. Um, Between yeah. the two of them, um, Professor X has been yeah, in every cameos at the end of X-Men Wolverine. He's at the end of the Wolverine. So, yeah. Um, to, to, to go on without those two characters, the definitive versions of those two characters... Well, Patrick Stewart is the definitive version. No disrespect to... Um, so James, James McAvoy he does an absolutely fantastic job but he's not Professor X no he's got too much hair to be Professor X um, and the Wolverine I just don't know it's all downhill from here but at least we can say Hugh Jackman at the very least got the send off he needed yeah and it was beautiful it was he's the last X-Men he's got the X oh I felt all the most yeah, the shot with the X over the grave I was like oh come and on I'm glad we did, I'm glad we didn't get a post credit scene yeah, it's definitive. It ended. That's it now. Which it isn't, but that's it now. Had they had... Here's one ending I would have tolerated. Had they gone with the it's the sons and daughters of everyone in the X-Men. Had they turned up at the X-Mansion. Because then they could have done... If they wanted to continue all this stuff, yeah. they could have gone like, okay, so here's the new mutants and here's X-23 who... Say maybe like... That's what the post credit scene could have been. They could have been going over the border, setting up like a home. And then all she had to do is just clip the dog tags on yeah. and turn it around that says Wolverine. And there you go. You can continue making your movies. I would have had him rock up at the X-Mansion. That would have been cool. X-Mansion is like, this is at home now. And after, you know, we get like some cleaning montage. <laughs> <laughs> That's my ending. Yeah, it's like, this is the thing. I, I, it was a great ending and it was a good movie. I, there, there's some problems, I think, but I, I truly believe the only way is down from here. I just don't know how you're going to... What do they do? What do you do? It's, it's odd. I mean, yes, the Mr. Sinister, and yes, Deadpool 2, but after that, what, aim for a Deadpool trilogy, I guess? I don't fucking know. Oh, You've got... Course. Inevitably, you have to go and talk to Marvel. An agreement has to be reached. Or face the heat death of the universe, because it will eventually... There will be just a run of bad X-Men movies. It's like, we've got nothing. Nothing is here. We have no new ideas whatsoever. We have to bring the Fantastic Four in, and no one's looking forward to that day. It's time, Fox. You've had your run. You've made a lot of money. Do a Sony. I have no problem if they retain half the rights to them. Yeah. That'd be fine. Like, but... have have the rights over the, the solo movies, but if they want to make cameos in other movies, yeah. they can. Do that. That's fine. I mean, I don't think it's impossible, because we were in this almost exact situation with Spider-Man, where they seem to have that Sinister Six movie, another Spider-Man, the Aunt May movie, yeah. all, all kind of in development before they signed that Marvel deal and kind of scrapped them all. So I still don't think if, if Spider-Man comes out and it's as glorious as everyone hopes and expects it to be and it makes all the money, that might loosen Fox's lips a little bit to kind of meet them halfway. And I'm fine with that. I, I think it's time. I think the ideal... Si- I think the likely... Well, no, the ideal situation is everything goes back to Marvel or Hail Marvel. Mm-hmm. The likely situation, what I can see happening, is the bargaining chip of Fantastic Four will just be the goodwill. Have them back, do something with them. But I think there'll be like this little grace period where they'll just be like, we'll make the, Sinist- the Mr. Sinister movie. Mm-hmm. We'll make Deadpool 2. 
but then we see how Spider-Man does and they'll be like, okay, it's time to come mm. back and talk. And then I think they will they will give back, or they will have shared control of the X-Men mm-hmm. as long as they can keep Deadpool. I think that's what's going to happen. Okay. I don't think Marvel will go anywhere near Deadpool anyway. No. Because, I mean, look at that. They've treated all of their violent and, and gritty stuff by throwing it over to Netflix and put it under Buena Vista. It's not been had Disney's name anywhere on that business. So. That's true. They they know what they're doing, and I, I don't think Deadpool passes that. Uh, one quick thing, which yep. you can mention, just to wrap up. Have you been watching Legion? I haven't. Ah. I do need to get around I, to it. I've watched two episodes, and I really don't know what to make Apparently of it. Apparently it's a head fuck. So it really is, and I'm not using that type of TV. Call me in the underfall, by all means. But, I mean, it's by the people who did Fargo, which I didn't watch either. Oh, okay. Um, did you watch Fargo? I watched bits, it's all right. Okay. It's done by those, and it's really like, because I know he's a nutcase, and it's kind of implied that... Well, they apparently they go into really uncomfortable schizophrenic bits, so that's fun. They do, and it's... I, I get that it's the style of the show to be, you're not entirely sure what's real, what's fake, what's happening, because it's very choppily edited on purpose, but... We'll put it this way, I've had the third one on my planner for nearly two weeks now and I haven't got around to watching it. Wow. I just haven't got the momentum already um, to go and watch a thing. Whereas, have you been watching S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4? Well, Ghost Rider? Yeah. I watched it earlier. Holy God, it's awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's had a really, really good season so far. What happened? Like, the, It's good now. The Blackout episode was <laughs> phenomenal. Also, the effects of the Ghost Rider transformation... I'm so They're glad beautiful. they didn't go with Robbie Reyes's like actual Ghost Rider look from the comic books. Where he's yeah. got that kind of metal skull that looks yeah, awful. Stupid. He's still got the little hole here for the flames to come out, but they've That's gone fine, with more though. Johnny Blaze like fire. Yeah, it, it's bones and fire, which looks. It's awesome. the perfect combination. I don't give a shit about Johnny Blaze. I mean, Nicholas Cage ruined him anyway. I'm yeah. okay. We've got a Hispanic. It's awesome. We've got a Hispanic Ghost Rider, but he needs the motorbike. The motorbike is infinitely cooler yeah, than the car. I agree. I imagine it's a lot more money to animate the bike than it is the car, but you have to think at one point, A, he's gonna get the ghost he's gonna get the ghost cycle and the hell cycle. And two, I really hope this happens in the season finale. You know he's gonna take over the jet. <laughs> and we're gonna get the we're gonna get the ghost rider um what's he called now? Zephyr? Zephyr one. I think it's a Zephyr. We're yeah. gonna get that. Or a um or a you know, the, the Avengers little jet things. I know what you mean, yeah. What they call the Quinjet. We're going to get a ghost Quinjet, and that's going to be awesome. Um, Arrow and Marvel, the less said. Um, Arrow and Flash, even. Yeah. Right. Far. There we go. Marvel, plug away. Okay, so you can go and find me personally on Twitter, at that Mike Cohen, or you can go and find the site on Facebook, uh, Twitter, SoundCloud, Minds, and Naima, etc., under the username FowlENT. That's F-O-U-L-E-N-T. Then, of course, you can go to FowlEntertainment.com for more of this nonsense and other things, including Darren's um, Zelda article, which is good. Yes, uh, I've gone back and reviewed all 15, um, there's actually 16, um, but I've included ages of oracles and ages of seasons together. And obviously we can't include Breath of the Wild yet. We can't include you know. Breath of the Wild But other than that, all of the Zelda games, the exception of the Four Swords, because Nintendo does not want you playing those games anymore, I have reviewed every single one of them. Um, so please do go check that out. I put a lot of work into that. I hope you really enjoyed. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at the Gucci. If you want to go check out my wrestling stuff over on ProWrestling.net, you can. Uh, we're gearing up for WrestleMania scene, so there's going to be a hell of a lot of content over there. Um, leading up to the start of April when WrestleMania is. Uh, yeah, Wolverine. Go, it's not called Wolverine, it's called Logan. Go and watch it, but just, just don't go in expecting fun. Yeah, well, I think that's a pretty good, yeah. pretty good summary. It's still good, though. Enjoy. Bye, everybody. Bye.